podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, welcome to the second episode of the Andy Campbell Championship Show, only on Ace Podcast Nation. I'm your co-host, Sai, and I'm joined by ex-championship striker, Cardiff City legend, Mr. Andy Campbell. Welcome, Andy. Great to have you back, mate. Follow mate, yeah. Another week of football. We can see you this week, so it's not so bad. It's not just like <laughs> this. Just your eyes poking up. That's my bad. That's my bad. That is, I, uh, I didn't notice it when we were recording. And uh, just before, I could do a couple of plugs before we get started. And... Uh, an apology, I guess, I suppose, is that where we did our notes and stuff and we went through all the games, we uh, we left off the Leeds game, which took place on Sunday last week. Uh, yeah, apologies to Leeds fans. I'm sure, you know, Andy will tell you, he did not do it on purpose. No, definitely didn't. No, I don't want to upset any more Leeds fans. I've massively apologised. I've only got good things to say about you this week, so keep watching. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? It's uh, all good this week. But yeah, it was my fault because I took notes and stuff when I was watching the championship highlights. And uh, obviously they didn't have the Sunday games on it and I just completely forgot. So that's my bad. Um, Okay, just a quick couple of plugs. So all the shows are available in uh, video format at youtube.com slash acepodcastnation. And in audio at all the usual podcasting sites, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and a few others. Here on the channel, we've got podcast series and shows on a variety of subjects, football, mental health, serial killers, films, TV, conspiracy theories, wrestling, music, and more. Uh, we also relaunched a new series, Unscripted and Uncensored, which we had the first guest was uh, Roderick Giggs. And uh, we put up the second show yesterday, which was with uh, British MMA legend Lee Remedios, uh, which was released, as I say, yesterday, which was a really good show. It's long, but uh, it was really good. and It was a really interesting conversation. Unfortunately, uh, well, I say unfortunately, but at the start of the, when I first started this sort of channel and podcast, I said, I'll talk about anything to anyone, but I won't talk about politics and kind of controversial things. And of course, Lee is really outspoken on pretty much anything. People just ask him questions and he gives an opinion on it. And uh, so, of course, when I asked for people to send in topics and questions for that show, it was just politics and gun crime and knife crime. And I was just so a lot of it is me squirming, trying not to uh, offend people. But it was good. It was really interesting and it was a good, uh, good show. But it's a, it is a long one. I think it's like two hours long. But yeah, I encourage you all to get in touch, watch the shows, join the conversation, send comments, messages, likes, shares, whatever you like. Facebook.com, AceCast Nation, or Twitter at AceCast underscore Nation. Uh, so with all that out of the way, let's get on to the football. Another weekend of action, ups, downs, and last-minute goals. It was, uh, it was an interesting one, mate. It was, yeah. It was. Um, I, I, well, I, it's still early, but I think you can see a couple of teams uh, taking shape. I think there's a couple of teams who were uh, who were surprising everybody. Um, 
there's uh, a lot of mistakes happening. Goalkeepers, again, took a little bit of a hammering, a few more goalkeeper mistakes. One in particular, which uh, which I'll focus on a little bit later. A couple of referees who were, uh, especially in one of the games I watched at the weekend, the uh, well, referee Anne Lanzo made some horrific decisions and uh, and cost cost a certain club, which I'll, I'll go into a little bit later as well. But in, it's such an intriguing championship season. You know, like all the focus is on the Premier League this weekend with the VAR and all that rubbish, but... For me, the, the the championship is such an interesting, intriguing league. You know, what I mean, there's teams beating at each other's teams. There's goals galore. There's mistakes, action packed, last minute winners. Um, it's for me, it's the it's the it's the division to be in and division to watch at the minute. Yeah, it's the it is the best champ. It's the best uh, league to watch because it's got a bit of everything, and any team can beat any team on any day. I think um, I do. Th- even though I'm not a f- fan of VAR. I kind of think if it's in the Premier League, it should probably be in the Championship as well, just because of the amounts of money which are involved in the top. You know, if teams go down to the League One, they lose a considerable amount of money, and obviously if they go up. So it's kind of like, for that vast amount of money, I feel like maybe it should be in the Championship as well, even well, though I'm not a massive fan of it. We were probably talking about, you know what I mean, Fulham came down... Um, Swansea are Premier League club, QPR Premier League club of all, West Brom are, Leeds are, Charlton have been, Sheffield Wednesday have been, Middlesbrough have been, um, Cardiff City have been, Wigan Athletic have been in the Premier League, Nottingham Forest have, you know what I mean, it should be, like you say, it should be it should be in place and, 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 and I totally agree that, that the carrot at the, end of the, at the end of the season is that holy grail, is that Premier League and if if you look back at the season and it's cost you by referees error or a human error it's it's a, it's a massive call to make because it's a business for a football club and and uh, this might be early in the season but if you get a few of them going against you at the start of the season or during the season it can all add up by the by the end of it oh big time i mean i like you know generally over the season the best teams will go up generally yeah. but like Cardiff got relegated last year and they would have beaten chelsea in the running had it not been for two absolutely dreadful refereeing decisions, yeah, the they offside. were 1-0 up with well, like a few minutes to go. That offside decision, you know what I mean, alone, you know what I mean, can, it changes games, you know what I mean, it wasn't even a close one, you know what I mean, and it is, it is no. a natural a human error, but it's, it's this year's eradicated, and you know, when you look at the, the, the Wolves game yesterday, where VAR played a huge part in that game, uh, the Man City game in particular, again, it's just... It, it, it it just proves that it, it it gets it just it just it's just that fine line and it gets all the decisions correct and and stops all that human error and you know what I mean it's a business as well and you know what I mean the business decisions it keeps big clubs earning the top top money but for the likes of Wolves for example they they'll, their fans will be hating it today because they, they would have meant they got they got three massive points at last day today. Yeah, and but I think you know at some point in the season they'll have a, they'll have one you know they'll have a couple of VAR decisions go for them. And, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah, like I say, with the Chelsea game for Cardiff, like that would have changed their complete outlook on the running because they were in good form. But that beating beating Chelsea would have lifted the whole club squad yeah. morale everything. Yeah. And it's they never a, really a pivotal part of the season as well because that that yeah. running, you know what I mean. The running was 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 getting tight for everybody. You know what I mean. It was it was the the difference of three points. You know what I mean. You're going into the last game of the season then. You know what I mean. Towards the end of the season and you know what I mean. Three points then would have made a massive statement, not just for yourself, but 
the rest of the season. And you know what I mean? It would have it, it would have had a different impact. And it's a financial as well. You know what I mean? Because it's the it's not the parachute money. It's the players you bring in. You're not losing players. And you know what I mean? I'm sure we'll talk later on about 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 players leaving football clubs and oh yeah, teams leave teams leave football clubs because they're not in the Premier League anymore. And that's that's obviously an implication as well, which is which is unfortunate. Yeah. Okay. So, so if we start with the QPR, so uh, I think it's not Loftus Road anymore. Which, when I first read about that, I was like, "Oh no, not another stadium going to come and have like a hideous name by some millionaire who's bought the naming rights or something like that." But then when I sort of read the story and looked into it a bit, it's uh, it's the Kyan Prince Foundation Stadium. Yeah. Which I believe is is named after a lad who uh, lost his life to knife crime. Which oh, okay. obviously, it's a beautiful gesture. I think it was voted for by the QPR fans. The name, yeah. um, you know, it's an incredible gesture, and hopefully, like, yeah. it can kickstart a a movement against like fighting against knife crime. Because I like I'm I for when I like I don't live in London, <laughs> but I'm fed up of reading and hearing on the news and the radio about like young kids and women losing their lives in like just senseless like acts of violence with like knives and stuff it's like a daily basis yeah so it was quite you know it's like yeah, i thought well, it was yeah, like, like said, hopefully it stops it stops all this this gang culture and stops all the all the all the, the meaningless crime and stops people losing their lives because you know what i mean it, football can 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 play a huge part in 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 in, in this and you know what I mean, especially raising awareness in certain things. And if, if QPR were doing it, then the bigger clubs, you know what I mean, along the way can do it, especially around London, because there's there's plenty of football clubs who can jump on board. Oh yeah, and like football clubs can have a massive impact on you know on young young lads and the direction they take, yeah. uh, you know, in their early teens and stuff. So, as always, we'll go in order of the you know the championship highlights on Quest. Can never get used to that, but. Uh, I'm glad that on the app there's no adverts. I quite like that though. Yeah, it's good for me. Um, so QPR one, Huddersfield one. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a decent game. This one, obviously, the, you know what I mean. It was um, it was probably two clubs that which uh, you know what I mean. Well, QPR especially started good in the first game of the season. They beat Stoke City, um, so I was probably, probably fully expecting them to go and uh, have their first home game of the season and um, and hit the ground running in front of their, their own fans, but. Um, uh, Huddersfield got a, uh, an early penalty in the second half, and it was a, it was a blatant penalty. To be fair, and I, I was I was quite surprised that um, that the centre half didn't 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 receive a red card. It was a blatant uh, a blatant professional foul. Uh, uh, penalty was was well taken, and uh, and but after that after that it was it was just QPR onslaught, and and I think uh, overall the, the case of the cost of the game they got they got the they got the well deserved uh, equaliser. Yeah, they deserved it. Without a shadow of a doubt, I like the um, the boy up front who plays for QPR. Is it easy or easy? Yeah, he, so, he, he, uh, he was he was my player last week. He got my one of my goods because he uh, he scored a, a wonderful goal last week at Stoke City, and uh, and he's just he looks like he's 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 brimming full of confidence, like you expect. You know what I mean? And him and him and um, Jordan Hugel together, I think will be a uh, will be a, a good partnership this season. Yeah, and I think I mentioned last week, um, I had someone on who's like a QPR fan in the summer, and uh, they were proper negative about the upcoming season. They just couldn't see where the points were coming from. 
and he thought that they were going to go down. But um, I think they've started really well. They're playing pretty decent football, and they yeah. they've got they seem to have a real good te- like good spirit and good team spirit because even after going down one nil, they never sort of got flustered or changed the way they were playing. They were relatively patient. It was a really good header by Hall to equalise as well. Yeah, first yeah. first goal for three years, wasn't it? Well, I mentioned uh, I mentioned uh, QPR in, in in the show before the start of the season because, like I said, I watched them twice last season and they were the worst side I saw in the championship, and I and I'm, I'm massively feared for them. You know what I mean? So for them to start the season this season full of confidence uh, and away win at Stoke City, a one-all draw against a relegated side from Premier League, they've had a really really solid start, and you know what I mean. Fourth in the league table, they uh, they start the season really well, and you know what I mean? I'm sure um, the QPR fans will, will want them to carry it on because, you know what I mean? I know uh, when I watched them last year, that was their eighth defeat on the bounce. And I, I was I feel for them. I thought they were going to get relegated. And thankfully they didn't because QPR is a lovely football club and, and doesn't deserve to go back into the league one. You know what I mean? They're certainly a championship football club if uh, if they can get everything right. Yeah, and they've got, you know, they're, they're playing a lot of young players, which again was a theme of last week that we talked about the amount of teams which did have like young academy players playing in their teams. So I, you know, I'm all for that. The more sort of younger players we can get playing, the better playing first team football. Um, Huddersfield, I, I really like Pritchard. Uh, he's a really good player. He always looks like he's got time on the ball and he always does. He's had, he's had a good upbringing. I think he played. He, he was brought up um, as a young boy from Tottenham Hotspur, and he's technically very good. Technically very good. Yeah, he's impressive. Other than that, Huddersfield, I kind of worry about a bit. They just well, I know, don't. I, I, I know. I know the the, the, the midfielder Hog midfielder. He's a Middlesbrough boy, but he's played for Huddersfield for uh, for a long time. Though he's only he's only a youngster in terms of in terms of football, but. You know what I mean? He's obviously stayed loyal to them after getting relegated and he knows the club inside out. And You know what I mean? I, I do feel them a little bit because they're, they're, they're in that transition period where it could go either way. You know what I mean? They obviously lost the first game of the season at Derby. Um, they drew again at QPR at the weekend. You know what I mean? So they haven't had a fantastic start of the season and if they're not careful, they could get dragged into uh, a really, really poor start of the season if they don't pick up some early points. And um, and then it could be a long season for them because you're playing catch-up straight away and I don't really think teams can afford to do that, especially coming down to, from the Premier League. Yeah, because the pressure is on then straight away, isn't it? Yeah. Especially because, you know, coming down, they didn't have a very good season. Even, you know, they got relegated, but they got relegated by a long way. Yeah. And if you get sucked into like sort of four, five, six games without winning in those first few games... You are, like you say, you're playing catch up, and in this league, it's very can you can be very far behind very quick. Uh, so yeah, I'll, uh, I'll keep an eye on Huddersfield. I do like Pritchard, so I'll yeah. I'll, you know, I'll keep an eye on him throughout the season, definitely. Uh, so next up, we got Leeds. We won't forget them this week. Uh, oh, Leeds so won, awesome. Forest won, same for the right last. As I say, it was the early it was the early game at the weekend, um, and I thought they were absolutely magnificent. You know what I mean? I know I'm obviously I'm not Leeds fans' uh, favourite person um, from uh, from a from a tweet, but I thought I thought they were magnificent, uh, especially especially first half. Um, they created plenty plenty of chances. Second half they carried that on again. Patrick Bamford had two great chances, hit the crossbar just after half time, and uh, and then did the most sublime touch I've seen uh, from a long ball. Took it. On the, on the touch, try to love the goalkeeper just wide, 
Uh, and then Hernandez scored um, the, the first goal. And I expected them just to go on then and, and, and comfortably win the game. Um, and then, obviously, uh, they got rocked uh, just, well, 10, 12 minutes to go uh, from the equaliser from Lewis grabbing off the corner, which, you know, I mean, a little bit dubious. I think it was a free kick just before, which, shouldn't, which probably should have been given. Um, and then the corner, it could have gone anywhere. It took about three or four deflections and ricochets and, and ended up in the back of the net. And then, you know what I mean, probably in the end, Leeds were... Unlucky not to get a penalty, which, um, which yeah, you know what I mean? another day it probably would have been. And VAR was it was at Ellen Road, it, it would have been a penalty, I believe. But you know what I mean? They, they've, they've got to take chances, and Leeds know that. You know what I mean? That they, they, they've started the season really strong, um, they create chances, they're brilliant going forward. Um, but if you don't take your chances, you don't win football matches, and they got punished in the end. Yeah, they play some really nice stuff. I'm a huge fan of their manager, and uh. Yeah. The penalty, I, you know, if that's anywhere else on the pitch, it's a free kick and probably a yellow card. Frustrating, then, isn't it? The linesman was that side. You know what I mean? I, I know the, the ball got sliced in the air, and then he and then he, he took a swipe, and, and the lad went down. But you, you've got. There's no reason for that lad to go down. He went down because he was no. fouled in the box, and you know what I mean. If the ref's unsure and he's not 100 percent sure, then the lad's dived. You've got to give him a yellow card. You can't. You can't just think it was a collision in the box. You know what I mean? He had no reason to go down. It was for me. It was a hundred percent penalty. Leeds deserved to win that game, and and you know what I mean. I was disappointed for them because you know what I mean. I I, I love attacking football, and what I watched on Saturday morning was was attacking football at its best. And uh, if they'd have scored three, four, five, Nottingham Forest can't really argue with it. Yeah, yeah, and I th- the thing is, they've slipped into a, a similar groove as la- a groove as last year. Uh, yeah. Glick. As my kids would say, is a, is an absolute baller. He's so so good. Yeah. The through ball for the goal was, you know, weight was just perfect. Yeah. I've got a slightly different uh, different view of Bamford though. Um, so I can't read up just from the highlights which I saw on Quest and I seen on Sky. He missed four chances, which were like either one on one or in the six yard area. Yeah, and I know it's early, early season, but I just think. If he's going to be Leeds' is number nine, first choice number nine, he's got to be taken, you know, at least one of them, because yeah, they were really good definitely, chances. Definitely thought, you know, I mean, especially the two second half ones. Uh, the one where he hit the crossbar, he didn't really make a clean connection. You know, I mean, the second one where he was trying to lob the goal, the, well, I think that was his third one, the log goalkeeper one, and uh, that was probably the easiest one off a off a harder ball. And you know, I mean, like you say, you know, I mean, he's leading the line for Leeds, and uh, he should be he should be scoring. He's got the he's a good enough footballer, and he should be scoring those kind of chances. But if he keeps getting chances like he's getting, you know, what I mean, I do believe he'll end up scoring twenty plus goals because Leeds are just creating for fun. And uh, I know it's only yeah. early, it's early days, but. You know, I mean, to create that many chances on the first home game of the season, their their fans are in for a, 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 a quite a treat if uh, if they're attacking uh, if they're attacking like they are. Do you think they're missing Pontus Janssen at the back a bit? Well, I you thought they the struggle a little with passes. I, I, I look at the goal and the goals come from a corner. You know what I mean? They looked a bit. Um, uh, you know what I mean? All right, it could have gone anywhere, but a, a big towering centre half deals with the first ball, and you know what I mean? What do you what do you dealt with it? I don't know. Would he have been in the right area? He probably would have thrown his body in the way. So, you know what I mean? I, I, I prefer him in my team. They're not in my team. So, you know what I mean? I do believe that they're, that they're missing for that goal. Yes, 100%. And, you know what I mean? Some of the reports I'm hearing why he left, that he was he was questioning the, the manager's team selection and, and, and asking people if he late for training, which I've read on the internet this week. 
I, I find absurd, but you know what I mean? There's a reason why everyone's not at different teams and, and fall out with managers, but you know what I mean? I would prefer him in my team on Saturday defending the corner with 10, 12, 15 minutes to go than not. Well, yeah, especially in the Championship where, you know, and for them as well, the way they play football and they're going to be at the top half, teams are just going to stick the ball in their, you know, in their box, in the areas, down the channels, whipping crosses in, long throws. They're going to, do, they're going to be facing that a lot. Well, so I think now, they, do, without, they need to get that Pontus, sorted. Pontus Janssen there. Pontus Janssen's not there. They're going to be tested even more because before when they're throwing those long balls, those, those long throws, the corner kicks, he dealt with them on his own a lot of the times last year. So if, if he's not there, who's dealing with them now? You know what I mean? They're, they're obviously they're still, still inundated with good players. Um, of course they are, but you know what I mean? The, the, Cooper's a very, very tall centre-half, commanding centre-half. Um, obviously, White's a younger boy, but for me, you know what I mean? Would I still have him in the squad or have him in the team? Of course I would, because good players, you know what I mean? They're not ten of a penny anymore. And, you know what I mean? It's a long season and all it takes is Leeds getting an injury to one of those two centre-halves and you're, you're left a little bit short. And especially with the window shutting now, you can't be you can't be picky and choosy. No. And for the coaches, uh, he is has been known to fall out with people. Yeah. And I do get that at times. I do get I do understand that. You know what I mean? He's very passionate about the club and he wears his heart in his sleeve and he makes decisions and if they're rasticisms or whatever decisions they are, he makes them for the right of the football club and you know what I mean, he made the decision to sell him. He got good money for him. Um and and you move on and Leeds are obviously going down a different route this year. I mean, you know what I mean? You can't fault the start of the season. The 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 won one, drawn one, should have won two. On another day, the 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 win that game Saturday four nil, and we're not talking about uh, are they missing Pontus Janssen? We're talking about Leeds dominating the game and winning it four nil, three nil, five nil, and you know what I mean. And uh, and if they keep doing it like they're doing, I think uh, if you know I mean they'll they'll win more games than they're not because they're just pure attacking football. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I'd be very very surprised if Leeds are not in the top three at the end of the year. Hundred um... yeah, percent. You know what I mean. I, I think all this. All this me being pro leads is uh, make me feel a bit wheezy. So I think I've actually no. stopped. I've been I've been slagging off the move. Before, so I think uh, I think too too much positivity now about Leeds. Yeah, I know they're gonna have to move on quick. Uh, so we got Charlton three, Stoke one. Um, the one thing I was going to say about Stoke is I've looked at their starting eleven on paper, and on paper they should be challenging for the automatics. Oh, 100%. You know, they, well, uh, they've got a, a, a Premiership <laughs> squad almost. Well, you look at the three the three attacking players you've got. You've got Gregory, who was at Millwall last year. You've got Hogan, who was at Aston Villa last year. You've got Tomins, who was obviously a, a very, very talented footballer. Uh, you know, you've got Klukas, who was at Hull City. With, how they how they started the season the way that they have is 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 beyond me. You know what I mean? They've let five goals in in two games. You know what I mean? They're they they riding right at the bottom of the table. You know what I mean? With some with some top clubs as well. I, I, I really I really am I'm baffled. You know what I mean? Jack Butland, you know what I mean? He England off, international. He's had a really bad start of the season. Uh, he's letting some some horrific goals. Um, he's made mistakes. You know what I mean? But what, one thing I will say though, uh, Tom Innes' goal at the weekend was absolutely magnificent. Individual yeah, goal is fine. Uh, you know what I mean? The goalkeeper had absolutely no chance. But as a team, it's just not clicking. And it didn't click the year before or the year before. And um, you can have as many individuals as you like, but you know what I mean. If your team's not clicking as an individual, uh, as as a collective unit, sorry, you know what I mean. It's going to be a long season, and you know what I mean. I, I, 
I've been brought up uh, at Middlesbrough of old and, and watching the Ravinellis and the Janinios and the Vestas, the Emersons, and seeing all these world-class individual players, uh, but we got relegated and doesn't always work out in the end. And uh, you know what I mean? If they're not careful, Stoke, they're going to end up, like we just said there about, about Huddersfield, they're going to end up find themselves falling behind or, or scrapping around towards the bottom of the table. And they are, the, well, like you just said there, Si, the players on paper are too good to be doing what they're doing and, and the football club will not be happy that the way they're started. Yeah, I'd say the one positive for Stoke for, from the game was the Ints looked like the Ints of about three seasons ago. Yeah, he looked yeah. quick, sharp, skillful. He was running at players. Yeah. And great, like I say, he scored a great goal. goal. He, he must be. He'd be bringing bring, bring him confidence at training today after his goal, you know what I mean? And like, he can't do it on his own, granted. You know what I mean? And he, he's obviously got a lot of pressure on his shoulders. Obviously, who his dad is and, 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 and how good he's, he's played in previous seasons. But as a football club, they've got to defend better. You know what I mean? That's from the goalkeeper who's at, who's at England International. You know what I mean? As a unit. Uh, and if they start winning games, they will go on and run because, like you just said there, on paper, just named the three, their three attacking players, they're good enough for top end of the Championship, if not if not bottom end of the Premier League. So, you know what I mean? They could yeah. be a force to reckon with. But they've got to get it right. We said this um, in our first show before the season started. No one's got the divine right to win, win football matches without getting things right and putting the effort in. And, and you know what I mean? Two defeats out of two. You know what I mean? They won't be happy. They've obviously got a cup game this week to try and get things right. And uh, they've got to get it right sooner rather than later, though. Yeah, it needs to happen, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Charlton, on the other hand, we oh. I think they, we said we said uh, in that pre-season game that we thought they were going to do well, particularly at home. Yeah. Uh, and Lyle Taylor's on fire, scored again. Yeah. And... Uh, Connor, Connor Gallagher, I thought, looked quite sharp as well. Yeah, he's on loan he's from Chelsea. He's got, he's got, he's got a, a neat and tidy finish as well. Um, they, just look, they just look full of energy, full of freshness. They just look like they're, they're, they're come, brimming with full of confidence. They want to give the championship a right go. You know what I mean? The valley's bouncing. Um, you know what I mean? Obviously, it's been in the, in the doldrums for the last couple of seasons in, in League One. And, you know what I mean? League One has come in since, and he's, he's, he's worked absolute wonders. And, and good luck to him. You know what I mean? He's... He's, he's, he's got them promoted in the, in the last kick of the uh, playoff final, you know what I mean? So he's, he hasn't had a lot of time to uh, to work with stuff. And, and they haven't brought a lot of players in. Worked with a lot of lads who've, who've, who've come through the academy, younger players, brought in hardly any new players. And, you know what I mean? For the start, two wins out of two, you know what I mean? And uh, go to Blackburn, get three points. Uh, beat Stoke City, get three points. They had two massive scalps, you know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? Long may that continue for Lee Boy and his team. Yeah, and I, I thought he showed a bit of uh, tactical nous as well because he changed the system to match up to Stokes Diamond, and it yeah. worked really well because because they've got so much pace going forward. The front sort of two and the one in behind worked really well, and it gave uh, Stoke a lot of problems. Yeah, and you know they they missed uh, a couple of chances as well, and it could have been worse for uh, for Stoke. But yeah, I thought that was quite worse, quite worse, yeah. But then you look at the, the other side, the coin side. You know, I mean, Charlton sold a couple of players in the win just before the window. You know what I mean? Obviously, Middlesbrough took one of it, one of their players, um, and it's you know what I mean. Lee Boyer's team, a football club, can't afford to turn money down for footballers. You know, what I mean? players don't want to no. play for your football club. You've got to move them on. But at the same time, he's trying to run a, a, a successful championship competitive team, and 
you know what I mean? Nobody would have expected the start what they've had. You know what I mean? We expected them to do well. We expected them to be to be sound at home and do really well and pick up the odd the odd point even even away from home. But to go to Blackburn and will to win, you know what I mean? To win against Stoke City very comfortably, you know what I mean? It should have been and could have been more than what than it was. Um, you know what I mean? The Lee boy will be absolutely delighted and we'll, and we'll, and we'll want to carry it on. You know what I mean? And, and we'll want to go into this this cup game in midweek. Full of confidence and 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 go and try and win, win the football match again and just go and try and win as many games as I can before this before this run run stops. Yeah, absolutely. And I think at the start of the season when they saw the fixtures, they would have looked at that Blackburn and Stoke, and they would have thought if we could take four points from that, then we'll be happy. Yeah. And you know they've gone and taken six scored goals as well. You know they haven't just been you know one nils. Yeah. Well, Taylor looks like he's going to, you know, he looks at the moment like he's going to get some goals. Yeah. So, it'd be it's interesting to see. Chances, you know what I mean? The, 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 the show in the Premier League or showing the, the, the teams who've come down or teams who've been there for a few years, how to probably attack the, the, the championship is by scoring more goals in the opposition and, and getting goal after goal after goal because the Norwiches of old, the Wolves of old, the West Broms, the Leicesters who, who, who came up years ago, the teams who get out of this league and, and do really well are the ones who score loads of goals. And you know what I mean? They, they, they've started like a house on fire with, with five and two games. Yeah, the teams who struggle tend to be the ones who don't score enough. Yeah. Um, and they'll have so, the yeah. ones that as well. They, they, they'll have the, they'll have yeah, the of course they will. Where, 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 where they get, the lads are tired and you know what I mean? Or they've had too many games in a short space of time and, 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 and they're creating chances but not scoring them. And, but but they've got the points in the bag early doors, you know what I mean? And if they can get a few more points early door, earlier on, you know what I mean? Then confidence can, can grow and they can carry it on because, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, we've, we've seen Charlton of old, you know what I mean? If Charlton can get the valley bouncing and they get the bums back on seats and, and they can sell out, you know what I mean? That, that football club, this is a Premier League football club and, and you know what I mean? Why why, why they can't get it back? Uh, you know what I mean? Everyone, every, every team in the Championship probably has a, has a small right to get back in that Premier League and probably so do they one day. Yeah, I I think um, I think I said my, my dark horse to be relegated was Preston, and I think yeah. from just the early games, Charlton would be my dark horse for the for the playoffs. Yeah, you know, there's only two games, two two games two games to go. You know, only two day two games gone. I know that, but uh, just from like what I've seen and the way they play, but they do comment, seem. Comment on what we're seeing, and what we're seeing is is. Is, is just pure attacking football. You know what I mean? They've let a goal yeah. in the game as well. So, you know what I mean? They're, they're not sound in defence, but the scoring and attacking, the confidence. And, you know what I mean? If I was if I was wanting to watch a team on Saturday playing the Championship, Charlton would be in my top three to probably go and watch because of the way they're attacking and playing, and, and playing some good football. Spot on, mate. So, uh, next was uh, West Brom versus Millwall, which finished 1-1. Yeah. Uh, it was Slavin Bilic's first game. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit disappointed here because uh, you know I've, I've seen the highlights of the game and West Brom dominated the game for long periods. Uh, and once they got the goal, I expected them to go on and go and go and, go and smash more goals in and, and and just play with confidence. But the way the way that the game carried on, the, way, the longer the game the longer the game carried on, the, the more confident Millwall got. They got a few set pieces. And uh, you spoke about him last week, Matt Smith. He scored himself a very, very good goal, reaction goal, very good finish. Uh, and in the end, you know what I mean? You go away to, to West Brom and come away with the points. It's a very, very good point. And, you know, West Brom haven't, um, 
having started the way that I expected, I expected them to, to to be to be scoring. You know what I mean? The fours, the fives, the sixes. You know what I mean? Two games like West Brom, uh, like we just spoke about Charlton. And, you know what I mean? And uh, and and against Millwall away from home. You know what I mean? You're probably at home, so you expect them to to, to comfortably after being one 0 ahead to go and get the three points. Yeah, I thought um, obviously the the West Brom goal was superb, superb free kick. Yeah, um, I thought actually what made the difference for Millwall towards the end of the game was Jed Wallace. He put in three or four real, real good crosses. Yeah, um, very good. You know, like pre- Premier League, Premier League standard of crossing. Like, it was superb, yeah. and West Brom just couldn't cope with it. Yeah, well, I, I, I looked at uh, I looked at uh, the, the two subs that Millwall brought on. They brought on uh, Max Smith, and they brought on Bavardson, the ex um, Reading centre forward, and. You know what I mean? Last year, we spoke about them struggling um, with goals and, and Gregory, who's gone, who just spoke about their going to stuff. But they've brought in, they've recruited better players, I think, and more championship-minded centre-forwards who, who, who are going to be more dangerous than what they have. You know what I mean? Gregory might be a, a better better player, but Bavardson knows his, knows his league inside out after his last couple of seasons at Reading. Matt Smith is a is a very, very, very good player and, and, and he's getting his rewards with his goals and you know, I mean, Millwall have had a very good start of the season and, uh, and and better than what I thought. Yeah, West Brom had a goal ruled out for offside early on uh, where Zahor was coming back off from an offside position yeah. in the build-up. Um, I've got to say, for West Brom fans, that won't be the first time you see that. He is no. not, the quick, not the quickest for coming back on into an onside position. And, yeah. you know, it's cost them because it wasn't like... You know, he scored from an offside position. He was just coming back, and then he got involved in the play, laid it off. It's just—I don't want to say lazy, but it's just if he's oh, busting to get, get back on side, that's a goal. It is lazy centre forward, and it's it's poor play because it's 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 cost him. And you know what I mean? I looked at he's a bit a bit lackadaisical, you know, with his finishing as well because he he had, yeah. a couple of bites, he had a couple of bites in the first half at shots that he should have scored, and he just looked lethargic or not sharp and. You know what I mean? He's got himself a good move, and you know what I mean. And he's trying to impress the West Brom fans, and um, you know what I mean. He hasn't really, he hasn't really started full of confidence. And, uh, and if he's not careful with the players that uh, West Brom have got behind him, especially uh, by bringing in um, the, the the lad they've just brought in from Southampton, he wants to be very careful or he loses players. Yeah, I think it was in the uh, the first half. Millwall were messing about with it in their, you know, in their own box, passing it around a bit when they perhaps shouldn't have. West Brom pressed and there they sort of tackled the defender, laid it across to Zahor and the pen, just closer in the penalty spot. He only had to really hit the target either yeah. side of the keeper and his goal. He's not full of confidence and you know what I mean? He needs that goal. You know what I mean? He's a confidence player. You know what I mean? I've I seen it for Cardiff like you did last year and at times he, he needed a goal to, to, to revitalise his, his game or his season and you know, the longer that goes, you know, I mean, the less confidence he's going to have, and you know, not feel sorry for centre forwards, but you know, I mean, you've got to earn those chances as well, and by working hard and earning the right to play, and you know, I, mean, I don't think by 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 what I'm seeing, he's he's doing that at the minute. Yeah, and I don't want people to think that I'm like bitter because he left Cardiff. I rate him as a championship player. I think I yeah. I expected him to score twenty twenty five goals this year. I yeah. think he struggled at the higher level. And that's why he didn't end up playing very much for Cardiff from the start last year. But where I was hoping he wasn't going to move because I thought that coming down into the championship, he would 
because you know last time we were in the championship he scored i think 15 or 18 goals so yeah. you know he can do it at this level and like you say when you when you when you haven't got the confidence or the form the the least you've got to do is work really hard uh, for the team yeah, you've got to compensate, you know what I mean, and, and, and for me, you know what I mean, working hard and your, and your, and your work rate costs nothing, you know what I mean, and your, your goals will come, you know what I mean, it might come off your backside or, or a deflection or whatever that may be, you know what I mean, you've got to earn the right uh, to get that piece of luck and, you know what I mean, you've got to work hard, and you know what I mean, and I'm sure uh, the new players, what, 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 what he's got chasing him, you know what I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll probably make him work harder or he'll lose his place. Yeah, so uh, next up, Chef Wednesday two Barnsley nil. Um, Kadeem Hammett, Kadeem Harris again. Massively impressed with Chef Wed and and Lee Bullen. You know what I mean? But but we spoke about it, and I, and I, and I wonder how long this is going to continue. That um, the Steve Bruce effect. You know what I mean? He left him in a little bit of a yeah. hole. Um, he's he, he did some really good business, uh, bringing in Murphy from Newcastle on uh, deadline down loan, and gets his goal after two minutes, which is a a very, very, very tidy finish, you know what I mean? He's got he's got the lot, you know what I mean? He's come from a good pedigree, you know what I mean? Obviously, his brother plays for Cardiff City. Um, he's a very, very good footballer, you know what I mean? Going forward, Sheffield Wednesday, they've got pace, they've got power, they've got trickery, you know, they've got Harris on one wing, Murphy on the other. You've got Adam Reach, you've got big Fletcher centre-forward, you know what I mean? On paper, they're a very good side, you know what I mean? And, and they've started the season great, scored five goals in two games, the top of the table. Scoring goals, won the Yorkshire derby, and you know what I mean. I was I was extremely impressed with uh, Fletcher's goal as well. You know what I mean. He turned on the edge of the box. He probably could have or should have passed it. You know what I mean. And uh, I think it was Adam Reach who wasn't happy that he didn't pass, and then he he, he rifles it in the bottom corner. And you know what I mean. Good luck to him because I, I I followed his career when he was at Wolves and uh, and Sunderland, and uh, and you know what I mean. He, he he's 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 a proper centre forward. Yeah, he's he's. Top uh, top class finisher Stephen Fletcher is, yeah. and if if you put him in the right positions, he will score goals. Yeah, um, I thought Radlin Radlinger in goal for Barnsley had a really good game. I thought he was unlucky to be on the losing side. Yeah, he made a couple of really good saves. And the Wednesday keeper is it Dawson? Yeah, uh, I thought he made a couple of good saves as well. Yeah, and I really thought Kadeem Harris. Especially last week, after we spoke about goalkeepers making mistakes, I thought, you know what I mean, I think a lot of, a lot of goalkeepers, especially these two, these two, the game, the game should have been a lot more than 2-0 uh, on either yeah. either side, but both goalkeepers made some uh, fantastic saves. Yeah, absolutely. I thought Kadeem Harris looks sharp again. He's made he two good... Looked, uh, he, he looks like he's uh, he's found uh, he's found his home, you know what I mean? I know it's only early start of the season, but you know what I mean, for, for him to play week in, week out, um, you know what I mean with the squad of players that they've got, especially going forward, he's, he's doing really well. And uh, and you know what I mean, his, his game probably he probably could could have done with the goal or deserved the goal at the weekend. But you know what I mean, the, the goals that they scored and, and the chances of what they create, they look really good going forward. And uh, uh, and for Lee Bullen, you know what I mean, will will they make a decision and give him the job? Uh, you know what I mean, he's he can't do any more. You know what I mean, six points beat Reading last week, five goals. You know what I mean, he's he's, he's going in the right direction to get the job. Yeah, I think I kind of think they should give him the job because I think by not giving him the job, you are almost like dragging out this uncertainty. Whereas the players seem to be playing for him. Yeah, and like even if they say right, you can have it till January and we'll reassess it. So there's not this like sort of thing hanging over 
the club? Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Are they going to bring someone else in? And then, of course, you know, these like for instance, Kadeem Harris is playing well. If they bring in a new manager, he might not fancy him. So it's yeah. like those well, players. I, 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 I just think the football clubs, you know, what I mean, if managers doing well, you've got to give them an opportunity. If that's six months or a year or till Christmas, like you say, because. What what you're waiting for? Are you waiting for him to lose a football match and then not give him the job because you've lost one game? I just think it's criminal because you know what I mean. They're not going to win every game this season, so you know what I mean. If that's next week or in six weeks' time, you can't wait for someone to lose one football match and then not give him the job. You know what I mean? He's he's steady the ship. He's he's, he's obviously got the lads playing full of confidence. Um, the one two 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 tough games, uh, a derby game at the weekend, and obviously Reading away was never going to be easy, especially with the with the, with the turmoil with Steve Bruce and things. So. You know, I mean, for me, I'd, I'd give him an opportunity, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You haven't lost anything. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, next up, we got the mighty Cardiff City, two one to Luton. Yeah. Uh, and, extremely, uh, extremely pleased with the um, with the victory. You know what I mean? I, more so, more so with the first goal, uh, and and my reasoning is because uh, a lot of people have been doubting Aidan Flint and uh, doubting him, and I say up north. Um, he didn't have a he didn't have a great season, but not many of the defenders did last year, um, or, or many of the players. So people were saying that he he wasn't very good. The good riddance, you know what I mean? That Middlesbrough lose at the weekend, and in Flint goes and scores for Cardiff City, and they win the football match, and all of a sudden people are now starting to question why they've let him go. And Neil Warnock's not stupid. We said this when he brought him in that um, he knows his players, he knows the kind of football that he wants to play, the style of players that he wants to bring in, and and the goal. Uh, Pitham Hyde, why he brought him in, you know what I mean, it was a tidy finish, uh, a good cross into the box, you know what I mean, and that's what Cardiff City are all about, you know what I mean, the two goals that they did score, both crosses from the left-hand side and, 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 and two very good finishes, and um, uh, one thing I will say though, Luton didn't give up, they carried on going, and they scored a, a Cardiff City-like goal as well themselves off a, yeah. off a corner, which was poor defending, I, I will say that, it was, it was awful defending from Cardiff's point of view, but it an excellent header, um, from their point really of view, and the celebrations what they, what they got from that goal was, was outstanding, and it was just it, sh- it showed me how proud they were um, to be in the championship because the the, the, the fans, the players, uh, the bench, they just love scoring that goal at Cardiff City, and you know what I mean. Good luck to them, but you know overall, Cardiff City deserved to win the game, um, and uh, and I was so pleased for Vassell to get to get off the mark, and and it was a very good brave finish as well. I will say that it was good. It was good finish. The um, Luton, I think, looked. Pretty good going forward. Callum McManaman is a really good player. I'm a big fan yeah, of his. Very good, very um, good. I, I think they do look shaky at the back. Yeah, we said this. They'll, 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 they'll certainly score goals, but you know what I mean. My, my, my concern for them in two games is uh, Middlesbrough scored three against them at their, their place. You know what I mean. Cardiff scored two, should have scored more. They don't deal with crosses very well. They don't deal with the ball in the box very well. And and if and if that's happened twice in two games, you know what I mean. Teams are going to start really understanding that and, and be throwing as many crosses as I can to really test them out and you know what I mean it's uh, it, the goalkeeper is going to be very busy this season the centre halves are going to be very busy this season I believe um, and you know what I mean if uh, if they're letting goals in like they're letting in they're going to have to score a lot of goals to counteract that and yeah. my, my, my worry then would be are they going to have enough firepower to um, to stop the goals going to the other end because um, that's what's that five goals in two games and uh, and at the minute they are getting punished with uh, with some tidy finishing against two good sides, by the way. Though you know what I mean, they're, they're, they're starting the season against Middlesbrough and Cardiff, 
you know I mean you don't get many you don't get many tougher starts than that so you know no. I mean we've got to put it in perspective as well and you know what I mean but as well you know what I mean they've, they've come out with one point you know what I mean they could have had two um, if they'd have held on another couple of minutes at the, at the Cardiff City Stadium and you know what I mean then, then we would have been talking about an unbelievable start of the season for them but you know what I mean they've come up in the Championship it's going to be a long season for them but I, I do believe that they'll be okay to carry on with, with what they're doing so far yeah, and I think scoring an equaliser in the 80, 83rd or 84th minute is, you know, generally you'd have expected them to, teams, you know, if you equalise that late on, you think you've done it. Um, obviously, but still work to gun. Um, and the other thing is that I would love to have seen a video of the thousands of Cardiff City fans who'd left when that equaliser went in. Yeah. And then, of course, 10 minutes later, they're still playing and Vassell scores. Yeah. There you go. I've never understood people who leave before the end of a football match, no, unless you've got it. Unless yeah, you've got to go somewhere I, I, specifically. Yeah, I don't. I, 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 don't, I don't always get it. You know what I mean? It's, it's especially when the game's not. It's, it's nowhere near finished. You know, it's, it's, it's still on the knife edge. You don't want to miss the winning goal. You know what I mean? I'd be, I'd be so disappointed to have to go and watch the winning goal later on on TV at home. Yeah, I'd be. So, yeah. I'd, I'd be. I'd be so mad with myself. I would. And I, I, I can kind of understand it if you've got like a small kid with you because you want to perhaps avoid the rush. Yeah. So I can understand leaving at like eight, 88 minutes or something. But like sometimes you see people leaving at like, you know, 12, 10 minutes to go. And I've, yeah. never, I've never really understood that, I've got to be honest. But anyway, um, we'll come back to Vassell and uh, Bobby Reed because there's two questions for related to Cardiff City in the Q&A segment. Okay. So we'll uh, we'll move on to Preston 3, Wigan 0. Now, before you go on this, I've got to say, I was so annoyed watching this because as good as Wigan were last week in defence against Cardiff, yeah. they were absolutely shocking against Preston. Like, shocking. It was like well, schoolboy defending. But last week, they were amazing. Yeah, well, I think I think this is what you're going to find in the championship, especially with sides like Wigan, that you, they're going to raise the game against the likes of Cardiff at home, in front of a big crowd. You know, what I mean, you go to a local derby away to Preston, and the start they made, poor defending off a set piece, uh, good finish by Maguire, but great ball in from from Gallagher, um, and then just before half time, they let the second goal in. It could have been a, a hell of a lot more as well. You know what I mean? And last week oh, we were talking God, about yeah. how good their reaction was. You know what I mean? How good going forward, Wigan were, you know, I mean, they showed nothing this week. Um, disappointed in defence, all over the place in midfield, it didn't create a lot going forward. You know, just a real bad day at the office and if, um, as a Wigan fan, I, I, that, it disturbed me a little bit because you don't know which, which Wigan athletic's going to turn up and if that's the Wigan of last week who are competitive and raising the game against a good side or if it's this week who just crumble from minute one really against, uh, against, in my opinion, a, a bang average Preston side who on the day just wanted it more than, 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 than Wigan did. Well, for me, I think what would worry me if I was a Wigan fan is, number one, Preston and one of my picks to go go down. So, yeah. you know, they're not like, you know, they're not like a Fulham or a Derby or a no. whoever. But more, even more, well, the defence in the midfield was the gaps and the space everywhere and the lack of organisation. Well, that's and it was that's, just that's, Preston. Every time they, every time they won the ball back, they just yeah. it, it was like an influx of just uh, white, just all these shirts going through. Yeah. Well, and I was just, it's, I did. It's, 
it's basic defending side as well. You know what I mean? They defend mm. for the first goal yeah. off the corner. You know what I mean? You, you, the, the last thing, you know, the last thing managers say in change rooms: uh, keep things at a tight, mark your men. Everyone knows the jobs on set pieces. You know what I mean? So you're five, six minutes into the game, and you, you don't you don't pick up basic defending. You know what I mean? And then you you you, you fight the uphill battle straight away because you know what I mean. Preston were really up for it. You know what I mean? The fans were really up for it, and and you you've given them a chance, and you you know what I mean? And and we spoke about Preston last week. You know what I mean? A, a poor start of the season, um, average start. We expect them to really struggle. I thought I still do expect them to struggle, uh, and being in around the bottom bottom half of the table. But if if teams are going to give them chances like. We can get it that did at the weekend, then then they're going to win more football matches than they've done. Yeah, absolutely. And I think your Prestons, your Wiggins, your Charlton's, they're going to be difficult to beat at home. They yeah. need to be difficult to beat at home, and I think they need to win their home games where possible. Yeah. To have any chance of staying up, even though Charlton, our child, I, I include Charlton in that, even though they've yeah, made yeah. a good start. Yeah. Um, so Preston, obviously, you know, home three nil, good, great stuff. Yeah. Um, I look, I was similar to you. I, I still think they're going to struggle, but yeah. you can only beat, you can only beat what's in front of you, as that exactly. famous yeah. saying is. For me, they've been given a gimme at the weekend by, uh, by, by poor defending. Um, yeah. a very good free kick later on, uh, which I'm going to speak about later on. But that day, yeah, as I say, you know, I mean, for me, Wigan, uh, far cry away from what what they what they showed last week against Cardiff City. Absolutely. So next up, we had Derby nil, Swansea City nil. Um, <clears throat> yeah, tight, tight, well, obviously a tight affair. Uh, game of missed chances. You know what I mean? Obviously, defenders on top. Uh, a, a penalty miss. Obviously, Waghorn missed a penalty just before half time, and it, it changes the game because it, you go in. You know, what I mean, Philip Cocker will uh, uh, his team talk will have been massively different um, in at half time. If nil nil, it would have been if you're going in one nil. Swansea would have had to chase the game instead of it coming in at half time. You know, what I mean, that they keep the clean sheet, they go out in the second half a lot more comfortable. You know, what I mean, that the, the penalty misses just as important as goals at the minute because they're happening all of the time. You know, what I mean, before it used to be a really good chance to, to, to take the lead at the minute. I'm seeing a lot, of, especially in the championship. You know, what I mean, we talked about British on Belongis penalty miss last week, cost Middlesbrough two points, Martin Wagon this week. You know, what I mean, very good player. Uh, cost his team too. You know, I mean, these these points which players are, and teams are, are, are giving up really. Uh, you know, I mean, hopefully they don't come back and bite them on the backside coming into the season because uh, it's a it's a perfect opportunity to go and get uh, go and get three points from the penalty spot. Yeah, I thought it was a decent save by the Swansea keeper. Oh, very good save, yeah, very good save. But, you know, uh, like I say, you got to uh, score on you. There, there, there wasn't a lot happened in the game. You know what I mean? It was uh, it wasn't a wasn't a great game, obviously. Uh, Obviously, Swansea. Obviously, they've lost their main attack. It's main attacking player. You know what I mean. So McBurney, when he's gone to he's gone to uh, Sheffield United. So going forward wise, they they are they are going to struggle a little bit more than than I expected them to this season because they've, they've lost they've lost that massive attacking threat, and, and I think that's showing um, in their game so far. Yeah, I think the one worrying thing I thought for Derby was they lacked a bit of creativity. Um, yeah. You know, and it's only one game. Maybe they just had a. An off, off, uh, off day. Um, so, just briefly on Rooney joining Derby. We're not going to talk about the the financial side of it because that's going to come up later. But um, in the preview show, we discussed Derby just seeming to be able to get to a certain point and never being able to get over the hill. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm 
I'm assuming that you're probably going to agree with this, but I don't know. But like bringing Rooney in, that's the sort of player who can help him get over that hill because he's done it at the very, very top of the game. He's played in huge games all over the world. So when they, if they get to that point again, whether in the playoffs or in their, you know, it's crunch time at the end of a season, having him in and around the squad is, you know, it's going to be something else for them, isn't it? Uh, I think I think that the bit of business what they've done is just absolutely magnificent. Um, you know, I mean, we spoke about them always falling the final hurdle. He, he'll bring he'll bring a bit, little bit of calmness. You know what I mean? He'll bring obviously that experience. He's going to bring goals. He's going to bring creativity. You know, what I mean, they, they couldn't have brought in a better a better player for coaching as well as as, as playing because he's. Um, you know, what I mean, the the, the MLS isn't uh, isn't too taxing. You know, what I mean, as long as he's, he stays injury free and he comes to Derby match fit. Um, I'm sure he's gonna he's gonna help them uh, kick on to another level. Uh, you know what I mean? Obviously, your only concern there is where where are Derby in and around the, the January when he when he when he signs and when he when yeah. he comes, joins joins the club. If they're in and around the playoff stroke towards the top two or three, you know what I mean? They're going to be a massive massive danger to everybody in the league because you know what I mean? The Rooney factor. You know what I mean? As an English Englishman myself, you know what I mean? He, success follows Wayne Rooney around and you know what I mean like Frank Lampard like Stephen Gerrard like John Terry you know what I mean these lads are winners Wayne Rooney's a winner and you know what I mean he won't want to um, fall the final hurdle he'll want to go that one step further and, and enhance his football career enhance his coaching career enhance his um, his, his ability um, of doing doing as well as they have and, and I'm sure uh, by the end of the season um, it can only be a massive success story for me. He could he could bag ten goals by he, the end of the season. And, and couldn't he? Massive goals. They could be massive goals as well, eh? and it could be the sixty million pound goal at Wembley. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Just you know what I mean? He, he's 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 Mr. Wembley himself. You know what I mean? So going to Wembley in the playoff final, there'll be no pressure on his shoulders than what he's had all his career. So you know what I mean? He'll go into that. He'll go into into, into the, the the last three four months of the season. Rimming full of confidence. Yeah, and he'll give him, he'll give him a bit of fire and a bit of creativity as well. Um, yeah. The one thing I would compare it to is when Cardiff failed to get to the Premier League for a few years. They came sort of fail, fell at the last hurdles, and yeah. um, and then Malky Mackay brought in Craig Bellamy from Man City on loan, yeah. and then obviously he signed. Yeah. He changed the game. It, it took him. A while to get accommodated to the championship, he didn't yeah. like hit the ground running in terms of what he brought to the team from a playing point of view, but what he brought to the team from his desire to win and his attitude in training and things and his, you know, his his behaviour and his his mentality around the pitch and around yeah, the game. We just said that change change squad. Just use that word there, winner. He's a he's a winner. You know what I mean? The, the Frank Lampards, the Steven Gerrards, the Wayne Rooney's, you know, all these kind of footballers have just been bred on winning football matches. And you know what I mean? He, he'll bring that that mentality. And you know what I mean? If that's, hopefully that's not to the uh, uh, which which will affect some of our our football clubs and the teams that we support. But you know, what I mean? it can only only be good for the championship. Yeah, absolutely. Next up, we got Hull to Reading Wern. Um, oh, a fantastic start for Hull. You know what I mean. They scored uh, scored two goals. We spoke about Bowen uh, at the start of the season, before the season started. You know what I mean. And he got off to a 
to a good start. Well, five again, minutes, very good finish, you know what I mean? And they were just absolutely peppering the Reading goal. Um, and you know what I mean? The, the way that the way they started in the first half, it could have been three, four, five, maybe at half time. And, and to be fair, if it wasn't for some good, some excellent goalkeeping in the first half, uh, Reading would have been out of sight and out of mind. Second half was just it's such a different story, though. Reading came out with with confidence from somewhere, which 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 shocked me. Um, Lucas Jow came and, and and scored a very good goal to to bring to half the deficit. And then second half, they're probably were looking not to not to score some more goals as well. And um, you know what I mean. Probably overall, uh, a point would have been a a, de- a decent result and and probably a fair result. But Reading can't afford to give. Teams like Hull City are two in the lead. You know what I mean? They've started the season really badly. Two defeats on the on the on the bounce and um, losing to Sheffield last week and losing to Hull this week. But you know what I mean? They 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 also need to be careful because their trap door can swallow teams up early doors as well as as late doors. You know what I mean? Because they've started off the season really really badly. Yeah, I didn't fancy Hull at the start of the season, but I've been impressed with them in both games. Um, <clears throat> Jared Bowen, I thought was quality on the weekend. He um, <clears throat> he seems to be one of those players who, when the ball's coming to him, he's already thinking about where he's going next, and he's yeah. already got a picture of what's around him. Yeah. Um, I really, really have been impressed with the start he's made. Obviously, we mentioned him in the preview show as well. Um, Reading keeper for the one goal was diabolical. Yeah, um, like talking oh, like under under tens. Just went through it, Terrible. Went through it and ended up hitting the post and, and, and going along the line. And you know what I mean? Goalkeepers, uh, you shouldn't be getting beaten in the near post. And you know what I mean? You've got to be aware what's what, what's around you. It was such a, you know what I mean? It wasn't as many as last week goalkeeper mistakes, but they're still they're still hitting uh, hitting the championship on a regular regular recurrence at the minute. I thought it was a bad one, and the reason I thought it was a bad one is if you get, if you get you should never get beaten at your near post. But if you get beaten at your near post by something which is a rocket. And like is in the goal before you've even got a hand up. That's one thing. But this yeah. like trickled trickled along the you know past him, and then went off the inside of the post. Yeah. I thought it was terrible. Um, and like I say, my my boy's a keeper, um, and I wouldn't be impressed with him if he did that. Yeah. Uh, just lastly, I thought Redding looked terrible at the back. Not good well, at all. They're going to be a concern. You know, I, I, two years ago, I thought they were going to struggle last year, uh, but they, they ended up getting themselves out of trouble. And uh, you know what I mean? I'm, uh, they need they need to get themselves sorted out because you know what I mean. And an ex Premier League side, you know what I mean? They've, they've sold the best centre forward in the summer. We just spoke about Inver Vardson, um, and if they're not careful, they're going to get themselves dragged into a into an unnecessary mess. Yeah, I thought the boy uh, Jao. Like you, like you say, he scored. And made scored a really good goal. Looked yeah. quite sharp. So maybe there's a play there for them going forward. Yeah. But they need to get it together at the back badly. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think they've signed a keeper though. Um, oh, maybe that's not them. I'm getting confused. Never mind. Ignore me. Um, <clears throat> uh, next up was the the mighty Middlesbrough, who lost one nil to Brentford. Yeah. Um, who results? Um, first half, I th- they were absolutely fantastic. They created chances. They scored two very good goals. Um, and we spoke about VAR earlier on. If um, if VAR was at middle the middle of the game at the weekend, they would have would have been two 0 up going into half time. Uh, but it wasn't. So you know what I mean. For me, it was two poor decisions. One was an offside. One was a handball. Um, but going forward, Middlesbrough looked very good, creating chances. Unlucky not the not the score in the first half. Um, 
I thought Brentford did 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 really well, defended uh, quite resolutely in the first half, and then second half they came into their own. Um, they created chance after chance. Um, they were they were passing the ball around neat and tidy, defending really well. Um, and then Ollie Watkins got a very good goal. And then, for, to be fair, I, I didn't see didn't see Middlesbrough even looking like they were going to get an equaliser because Brentford fully deserved the three points. And um, and you know what I mean. I, I I didn't expect them to go to Middlesbrough and get results, but you know what I mean. I, for the championship, that anyone can go and beat anybody. Um, Fully deserved the three points overall a ninety minute display. You know what I mean? I know I've probably just contradicted myself there with the, with the first half, but second half performance after Middlesbrough dominate the first one to turn the things around for Brentford second half and play the football and carry on the football, defend really well, create chances themselves, scored a very good goal, team goal. You know what I mean? It was uh, it could have been it could have been a bit bit sticky for uh, Watkins. You know what I mean? He still had to still had to put it away after uh, good work on the right hand side. Um, from Canos, who I thought was excellent in, in, in midfield, some driving runs, uh, and uh, and yeah, for me, for me, that the deserved it with their second half performance alone. Yeah, I thought the uh, the Brentford keeper kept a minute early on. Um, there was a few, good few chances where he, you know he made a good saves. I think there's plenty of positives for Woodgate. It's yeah, not quite a hundred percent clicking, yeah. but you know there's a lot to take from it. Um, yeah. The one thing I want to ask, or the one player I wanted to ask you about is um, Paddy, Mc, Paddy McNair. Um, yeah. Obviously, a few years ago, when he was playing for Van Gaal for Man United, he sort of appeared from nowhere, jumped uh, jumped ahead of some other players from the academy who were in line previously to sort of come into the first team. Played, I think he played about 15, 20 games that season, and he yeah. looked a real player for someone so young. And then all of a sudden he had a nightmare against, I think it was Everton, and they hauled him off after like 30 minutes, two games in a row. And then since then his confidence seemed to just go and he went to Sunderland and he didn't do great. So I was wondering what you think of him and how you think he's doing now if he's regained that confidence. Well, I think the manager's got confidence in him because the manager started the season. Uh, with him because um, he signed last year from Sunderland uh, decent price tag £3 million uh, and just didn't get a look in um, Tony Clueless I don't know if he did I don't think he fancied him as a centre fielder I think he's seen him more of a maybe as a defender or a full back and, um, and obviously Woodgate's come in and, and has stuck him straight in the centre midfield and uh, and he's playing full of confidence he's doing really well he's He's uh, he's not just he's not just sitting and getting on the ball like the, like the Manchester United days and, and, and moving the ball from right to left. He's getting on the ball. He's bombing forward. He's he's uh, he's getting really involved and, and he's playing full of confidence. And I, I, he's he's impressed me so far in the first two games uh, from the two games that I've watched um, live, one on TV and one there. I just thought it was I thought it was excellent um, and long way to continue because you know what I mean for a lad who hasn't played a lot of football last year to come and start the season and uh, under a new manager and. And play full of confidence. You know what I mean. He's an international footballer, so you know what I mean. He's playing for Northern Ireland at a, at a good level. You know what I mean. So I, I'm I fully expect him to continue his performance levels, and uh, and hopefully that will be with Middlesbrough and Middlesbrough getting getting further up that table as quick as possible. Yeah, and I think he's still young. You know, because he, yeah, he was he playing for when he was 17. Yeah. You know, he's still a young man, so he's uh, got plenty to build on. Yeah. Uh, next up was Fulham versus Blackburn, which was two two nil to Fulham. Um, yeah. Absolute stunner of a free kick from uh, Carney. Yeah. 
Okay. To uh, I, open I, 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 I for liked it. him the, the year that he scored the winning goal in the playoff final. Uh, he, he was he was in the Premier Premier uh, the Championship team of the year. Uh, didn't play a lot in the Premier League last year. Uh, was injured a little bit in and out. Uh, but technically, he runs the game in midfield. He's he's very good. His his yeah his, his goal was was a magnificent magnificent strike and and he, he fully deserved the accolades he got. You know what I mean? And uh, I spoke about Mitrovic. Um, on the show before the start of the season, he got his uh, he got his first goal of the season. Uh, I believe he'll be twenty plus. You know what I mean? Easily. You know what I mean? The way that they play. You know what I mean? They kept hold of him, which uh, was it was a massive shock for me. You know what I mean? I thought he would he would have been well away in the uh, in the window, just gone. Um, they brought in some some very good players attacking wise. I looked at their front three at the weekend. It was Knockout on one side, Cavalier on the other, and Mitrovic up front. And I just think. Is there a better front three in the championship on paper? No chance. You know what I mean. They've three Premier League international footballers on the day. You know what I mean. Who technically are, are very good. You know what I mean. Who can score goals, create chances, win football matches on their own. And I, I fully believe that they'll they'll create a lot more chances. Yeah, and I the bonus for them as well is Bobby Reed uh, looked like he was suddenly a player again. He looked at yeah. home, and yeah, that was the way I, I looked. But he looked at home. Yeah, he did really well. I was, I was, I was, I was really disappointed for him with his finish because when he was one on one, yeah, he should have scored. He, he got to hit the target. You know what I mean? He, he, he won't be happy with it. But the way he took it on, uh, his confidence, his pace, uh, it was electric, and it was just missed the finish. And it would have been nice for him to get his debut goal. And uh, because you know, I mean, he, he, he looks, he looks like he's, he's. I know it's only early doors, but he could fit right into that team with the way that they play. Yeah, and I think that's the player. Just even just from the highlights which I saw, that's the player that we've been waiting, waiting for at Cardiff to sort of come out. And yeah. you, you only perhaps saw it for a handful of games over the yeah. period of time he was there. Uh, one player who we, uh, who we mentioned at the, in the preview show for Blackburn was Armstrong, and uh, I thought he looked really dangerous again. Um, he did, yeah. The, he, he, they're just going to struggle for goals, I think, aren't they? Yeah, well, I, I was disappointed. You know what I mean? They, they've got on paper, they've got some good players, and I'm just disappointed. They had a bad, they had a bad start of the season against Charlton. Obviously, this was always going to be a tough game against Fulham. You know, it was always yeah. going to be. You know what I mean? Their, their first away game going to going to Fulham, and obviously Fulham didn't start the season great, so they were under pressure to to hit the ground running. But Blackburn, two defeats out of two. You know what I mean? Bottom of the league, one goal, one goal, four four against. It's um, Tony needs to get those points on the board, and I'm sure he'll get it right. He's got he's got some good players there. He's got some experience, and and I hope he turns it around sharp. Because I've seen Tony was one of my heroes when he was at Middlesbrough, um, uh, and he's a he's a top fella, and uh, and you know what I mean. I'm sure he will get them right. Yeah, great player as well. Yeah. yeah um, so final game was uh, Birmingham. One Bristol City one, uh, yeah. Birmingham how, really how this, needed how bodies. Game, how, how this game was only was only was only one nil at the, at, the, at the time. Birmingham City, you know what I mean? That that they created chance after chance after chance. I was just unbelievable how uh, how they didn't score before they scored, and then obviously they break the deadlock. Um, probably should have gone and got two and three, and then uh, and you get hit by a sucker punch. Um, you know what I mean? And it was. A tidy finish by Jukovic, you know what I mean? I, I've seen quite a lot of him when he was at Middlesbrough, and he, he scores goals, the boy. He does, you know, he gets in good areas, he puts himself about, and, and he's a championship player, you know what I mean? And 
and he'll score goals for Birmingham. Uh, but your problem is one's not enough and one wasn't enough. Uh, and, and, and a decent side like Bristol City keep going at you, keep going at you, keep going at you. And then all of a sudden, late on in the game, they, they, they kill you by getting a getting a goal five, seven minutes to go. And, you know what I mean? And, and, and then, then you're hanging on because on another day, Bristol City probably could have won the game as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think... It was weird when Bristol sold another player to Cardiff on um, deadline day. I forget his name now. But he was um, holding midfielder, wasn't it? Pack, that's it. And, uh, they sold him for like 250 grand. And I, and I saw a few Bristol City fans were not happy about that. Um, probably partially because they're selling them to Cardiff, but also for the price. Because he's been, you know, he's been a first-team player for them. Um, and I know they've brought in some players... Um, the boy Palmer looks. Uh, I like him for Bristol. Yeah, yeah so, played lovely through ball for the uh, for the equaliser. Lovely, yeah, lovely yeah, through. Yeah, great goal. Yeah, great. Phobie looks rusty, uh, to does, say the least. Yeah, but he, started, he started the season last week at Stoke, and then uh, obviously didn't didn't do great. You know what I mean? And then to get to get himself a move to Bristol City for 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 a decent uh, a decent yeah. It's a good move for him. He's going to play week in week out. But like you say, there, you know what I mean. He has to hit the ground running. He's got to. He's a. He's a tidy centre forward on his day. He's a championship centre forward. He puts himself about. He gets opportunities. Uh, but you know, I mean, Bristol City will be expecting to score goals straight away because they need the goals. You know what I mean? They haven't. Uh, they haven't started the season great. At the same time, you know what I mean? Lee Johnson. You know what I mean? He started. He started his managerial career last year um, pretty strongly, but it's uh, it hasn't started great this season. Yeah, I thought it's a good signing for Bristol. They got a really good squad. Um, Birmingham, they needed bodies on deadline day and didn't get them. So I do worry. I do worry for them because they've got a lot of young players in their team, yeah. and you know if those boys have a bit of lack of confidence or they just get tired, you know, in the business end, you know what it's like in the championship. It's Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. Yeah. All season, and that's a lot for young players. Yeah. You know, making like in their first season or second season. Birmingham needed some signings and didn't get them. Great header for the goal by the um, the Polish lad, who I'm not going to try and butcher his name, but uh, he was a really really good header. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I worry for Birmingham simply yeah, because what size? Okay, I think you get used to it now. I think the the, the Birmingham fans, you know, what I mean, they're used to struggling. You know what I mean, and, and and that's such a shame for football clubs and such a shame for fans because they're a big football club. You know what I mean, the Birmingham City. You know what I mean. You you see the uh, the Wolves, the Villas, the West Broms. You know what I mean. All the teams in and around them in the Midlands are uh, are going to that other level, playing in Europe, playing in the Premier League, signing players for big money. You know what I mean. And they're they're Birmingham. They are Birmingham. They they are the Midlands club. And you know what I mean. The one of the 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 weakest out the out the teams I've just mentioned. Absolutely, and uh, that's the roundup of the games. Um, yeah. So yeah, some some big big uh, big performances. So uh, next up, we've got our two for two, whereas uh, myself and Andy will pick two big performance moments or players, and uh, two nightmares for the weekend. So uh, last week we did the two ups first. So this week we'll go two down first. Who have you got for your first two down? Uh, my first one, I've gone for Jack Butland uh, for the first mistake at the weekend, for the first goal. You know what I mean? After after the last week's uh, mistake, you know what I mean? I, I was expecting him to come back this week with a 
with a solid display. And you know what I mean? I think uh, it, it, it was a little bit unsighted, but for me, the ball was through Adam and his England national goalkeeper should have saved it. Yeah, my I've also got a goalkeeper, but a different one. I've got a Joa Virginia, who is the Reading goalkeeper. Uh, really needs to do better for that first goal. It's just a basic goalkeeping error, and yeah. also the pace, the pace of the shot. I thought made it even more horrific. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the yeah, I was right. It was they've got they've signed a new keeper. I think his name is Ricardo. Um, a Brazilian guy, um, which yeah. is obviously going to put him under even more pressure. Yeah, bit of it. Uh, who've you got for your second one, mate? Uh, my second one, I've gone for Paddy Bamford at Leeds for uh, for his chances which he missed. You know, like you look at the, look at the game as a whole, they were very good to create chances, but you know, I mean, he's their, he's their number now, and we spoke about it earlier on in the show that he uh, he puts them away to win the game, and you know, what I mean, for me, he's got the ability to put them away. And, you know, I mean, another day he will, but this weekend, unfortunately, he didn't, and he makes my number two. Yeah, I've got him too, unfortunately. Sorry, Patrick. Uh, he missed four or five clear-cut chances, uh, which nearly, you know, it could have cost Leeds points. I know they, you know, they drew, but it could have cost them the win as well. Um, it wasn't for the super, you know, a really good goal they scored. Um, yeah, and like I mentioned earlier, if he's going to be Leeds' number nine, first-choice striker, he's got to be putting, you know, a good sort of... He's got to be scoring at least two out of those sort of five chances, really. He's their number nine and he, he should be. He's good enough. He's a he's a technically very good player, you know what I mean? He's been brought up by Chelsea and you know what I mean I fully expect him at the weekend to, to add to his first goal on from last weekend for sure. Yeah. And uh for your two up first one? Uh my two up, I've gone for Tom Carney, his wonder left foot strike to put the devil against Blackburn Rovers. I thought it was a magnificent shot. We we, we spoke about it just uh Previously in the, for our last game, and uh, you know what I mean. He fully deserves it. You know, he, he was a, one of the best players in the championship two years ago, uh, and with shots like that, he'll uh, he'll be right up there again. Yeah, my first one is uh, Glick for Leeds. He uh, he looks right at home in the Leeds Leeds team. The way they play, he's sharp and quick on the ball, creative, speedy. Looks a real Rolls Royce of a player, and he's got fantastic vision. And uh, that was shown with his through ball for the, uh, I think it was the, yeah, it was the, the Leeds goal. Yeah, it was only one. Yeah. yeah. And uh, who you got second, Mitch? Uh, my second one, I've gone for uh, Gallagher from Preston North End, you know what I mean? Paul Gallagher. Uh, he set the first goal up um, for the header from the corner and then his, his wonder free kick against Wigan, you know what I mean? It was absolutely fantastic and uh you know what I mean? Early doors, we said they're going to struggle, you know what I mean? And they need players like Paul Gallagher to were to do what he's doing at the weekend and you know what I mean that, that, I do, like we both said I do believe he will struggle but if he's pulling in performances like that week in week out it'll help them um, stay above that danger zone yeah and he's uh, he's very experienced as well isn't he so they'll, yeah. they're going to need that through the season uh, so mine was Jared Bowen uh, for this week I felt like everything which Hull do well goes through him, goes through him yeah. he's really yeah, he's relaxed, he's composed on the ball. He always looks like he's got time to pick a pass or a shot. Very, very talented player who I'm really looking forward to watching for the rest of the season. Okay, and finally, to wrap us up, we got a couple of questions for the Q&As. 
so guys if you want to send questions for the q and a's i uh, i will put i put a tweet out the last couple of weeks has been on the monday before we do it but i'm hoping to put it out on the weekend so just tweet at acecast underscore underscore nation sorry and uh just send us a question. It could be about football generally or championship, whatever you fancy, or facebook.com slash acecastnation. Use the hashtag acenationarmy and uh, tag, yeah, tag us, tag Andy, tag me, tag, tag us both. And uh, so the first question is from Steve, who asks, uh, did Cardiff City make a mistake not just selling Bobby Reed, but selling him to a prom- potential pro? promotional rival um i'll answer the first part of the question did this did, did they make did they make a mistake selling him i'd probably say no if a, if a, if a, if a footballer doesn't want to be at a football club you can't force him to stay and it's probably best for both parties if the player moves on um unhappy players make unhappy football clubs and unhappy dressing rooms so i think for neil warnock it's best if he goes to the football club that he wants to join um, or oh, sorry, another football club. Is it right selling him to a rival? Well, only time will tell. You know what I mean? If if Bobby Reeves goes and scores a winning goal in the playoff final against Cardiff City, it's a disastrous decision. But um, you just you can't keep players safe if they're not happy. And I believe Neil Warnock is is experienced and wise enough to decide um, who he has in his squad and who he has, who he doesn't have. And for me, he doesn't want to be there. Then good riddance and, and go and play for somebody else because the players that he brought in um, I think are, are better fit and better suited um, the way he wants to go and play this season and, and, and push for promotion than, than having lads there who don't want to be there Yeah apparently a big sort of problem for, for Bobby Reid was that he didn't feel that Neil Warnock's uh, way of playing suited the way he plays which I can kind of see, and I can understand him wanting to leave. Uh, if it was my decision, maybe I'm slightly biased, Cardiff fan. I wouldn't have sold him to Fulham. Yeah, I would have sold him elsewhere because there was a few other clubs involved. But then one of those clubs was Bristol City. Yeah, and I don't really think we should sell him to us. Do you know what I mean? You know, yeah. in the Championship, there's the, the teams who are going to be able to afford him. Are going to be your rivals, yeah. Uh, so you either got to sell him for cheap and sell him to a lower sort of championship club, or you've got to bite the bullet and take the money. And they yeah, got a good I, price. I, I, well. I just think I just think that the, the, there wouldn't have been a Premiership club coming into him because he's probably still he's unproven at that level. You know what I mean? He, yeah, he, he didn't play. He, did he? he, he understand the championship. You know what I mean? Uh, again, um, and and he's always going to sell him to a to, to a to a championship club and. Like you say, you know what I mean. There's, there's, there's probably a three, four, five teams who we, who we probably could have, could have gone to. And if it was a choice out of Bristol City and Fulham, I think he made the, he made the right choice to go, to go there because I think, um, I, I think there's a little bit now a, a history going on now with Bristol City and about about buying and selling. And you know what I mean. I think, yeah. uh, I think, I think probably that that's going to have to end soon. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. uh, because it's, it's, it's going to be never ending if uh, if he's not careful. Oh yeah. Uh, so Jamie P asks uh, Isaac Vassell is he going to score the goals to take Cardiff up as it seems like they may get stuck playing Patterson there again with no obvious 20 goals a season striker in the squad 
Um, I don't think Cardiff City have had a 20-plus goal, uh, goal scorer probably since Robert Earnshaw. So, you know what I mean? I think everyone seems to chip in with goals with Cardiff. You know what I mean? If that's Sol Bamber, if that's Morrison, if that's Joe Rawls, if that's Junior Hoylett, uh, if that's Vassell, if it's uh, the, 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 the new German boy. I, I, don't think, I don't think we need to get uh, uh, caught up on this 20-goal a season. You know what I mean? Cardiff City are not notoriously going to win games four, five and six. You know, that's just the way that Neil Warnock plays. You know what I mean? The, 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 way, the way he attacks games, the way he, his, his tactics are used during football matches um, means that the games are tighter affairs anyway. So I don't think uh, I don't think we need to get caught up on this 25-goal 25, 25 centre forward because, you know, if, if, if it happens, great. But, it, you know what I mean? It didn't happen the year that we got promoted. You know what I mean? He brings Gary Medin and doesn't score goals. He had Zahor up front. Didn't, didn't score that many goals, but uh, promotion still worked out because of the way that the the, the games went and the way that the tactics were used. And um, and you know, I mean, I'm not I'm not worried about it. You know, what I mean, I think he will get his fair share of goals. I think he's he's obviously started very well and got a goal in his debut, and, and I hope he gets 10, 12, 15 goals. But you know, what I mean, I think Cardiff City will be up there, hundred percent will be up there, and you know, what I mean, that doesn't and they'll still be up there if 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 Vassell scores ten or fifteen or not, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think uh, scoring with pretty much his first touch or one of his first touches will do him the world of good. Coming into a new club, he's yeah. a young man scoring. You know, Cardiff's quite, you know a pretty big club as well. Um, so scoring, you know, scoring a scoring a, a goal in his first game is going to do him the world of good. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I feel I do feel a bit like him and. Uh, the German lad are relatively similar in like build and stature. They're both quite big boys. But I mean, you know, Neil Warnock's, you know, he wants to play with a a big lad up top if he can. Um, and I'm I don't the think same you're going to see side both of them playing in the same team. I think it's going to be one or the no, other. You know, no. I mean, like like a Saturday, you might you might eventually see both of them on the same same pitch um, towards the end Neil of the game. Both. Cardiff are chasing the game. You know what I mean? But you look at the end at, at the end of the game. You know what I mean. Cardiff are drawing one all against Luton Town. Uh, Junior Hoylet puts a cross in the box. You've got Vassell in the box. You've got Morrison in the box. You've got Aidan Flint in the box. You know what I mean. You've got Pack on the edge of the box. You've got Patterson in the box. You, you you're inundated there with players who can score goals. You know what I mean. So I'm not concerned. It's the way Cardiff play. You know what I mean. The manager would rather put up. Uh, Morrison and put up Aidan Flint and try and go and win the game that way then throw centre forward and centre forward and centre forward on the he's got a way of playing and it works and it's been effective and you know what I mean we're not we're not here questioning Neil Warnock and his style of play you know what I mean he's you know what I mean possession wise you know what I mean the game's not won in possession the game's won with a final result at the end of a 90 minute game and you know what I mean? He he, he got his ta- he got his tactics eventually eventually spot on by by making his substitutions and the way that he attacked that game and um you know what I mean? I think uh, Cardiff will certainly be up there with the way that they play, with or without a twenty-goal striker. Yeah, and I think they, I think they will play Patterson up front as well at times. I think he suits the way they want to play yeah. because he presses so high up. I think he's, very it suits good, though. He's, he's he's good in the air. He's aggressive. You know what I mean? He's he's technically very good on the on the floor as well. He's 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 got the lot. And, you know what I mean? He's 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 obviously been brought up. He's got his football and 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 came and towards the end of the championship season after his injury, 
finished his season really strongly, had a good Premier League season, and I expect him to continue this year and, and fire Cardiff right back up to, to where they need to be. And um, that's him scoring the odd goal down the line, or you know what I mean. You see, you see the you see the goal at the weekend, and you know what I mean, and how much the goal meant to him. It, it, it was nowhere near, nowhere near the goal. You know what I mean. He he cares yeah. like like everyone else does, and you know what I mean. And, uh, and and I'm sure the manager picks the right team to win each game. Absolutely. Uh, so the final question is from a big supporter of the podcast, Johnny Wishbone, from Twitter, um, and it's on the Rooney deal. Uh, but it's more to do with the 32 casino element of it. So he says, yeah. did uh, did Derby finance the Rooney deal by setting up a sponsorship deal with the casino by announcing him as number 32 and then an hour later announcing the sponsorship deal? Also, even if this does get around the financial fair play rules, is it morally correct in terms of vulnerable people and children? Um. Financial fair play rules, I don't think it'll have an effect on that because I do believe it's going to be funded individually by 32 Red. Um, if they've done it to get Wayne Rooney back into the country and get him playing English football, then then so be it. it might be, that might be a deal done through Wayne Rooney's agent or, you know what I mean, or a, a, th- a third-party investor. Uh, but I see it as a good thing because it gets, gets Wayne Rooney back in English football, gets him in the championship, which creates a buzz. It creates that wow factor, and it can only be a good thing for, especially for us talking about it, because I'm I'm so looking forward to it and, and, and so looking forward to seeing him play. The question about um, shirts and things, uh, and 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 obviously kids. I was I was speaking to my girlfriend earlier about it about um, Middlesbrough, sponsored by a betting company. Uh, their children's kits um, are now sponsored by Zoe's Place, which is a um, a local charity, because obviously they're not allowed to have. Um, uh, betting logos on the kits and things, so you know what I mean. Yeah, Cardiff used to have to keep having on Yeah, it does. It doesn't. It doesn't. That that side of it doesn't have an effect. Yes, it's not. If ki- if kids are asking questions, awkward awkward answers for parents and things, or or, or, or teachers or, or or things, but I don't think it'll have a massive effect. You know what I mean? I think it's a it's a way of getting him into the country and, and a way of Derby financing a footballer and you know what I mean it's it's not ideal and it and it, it, it does it does make you question about this about this financial fair play thing because is that a way of uh twisting and uh, and and um making things happen but so be it maybe maybe other clubs are gonna follow suit and uh and uh and, and, and other things yeah. might happen and it, it makes the championship even better and even more exciting for us to talk about. Yeah, I think if he was on like the four hundred grand a week that he was on at, uh, you know, like United and stuff, I think I'd have a bit more of a problem with it because yeah. there's no way in hell the Championship club should be paying that. And yeah. obviously, they're not paying his wage. It's that's why he's got the number thirty-two shirt, and it's because of this sponsorship deal. I don't have a huge problem with it. It does seem a bit shady, but like you say. I think the positives outweigh the negatives. Um, but if he scores the winner against Cardiff in the playoff final, I might change my tune. Yeah, it is what it is, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, it can only be exciting, and I hope and I hope supporters see it that way as well. Because for me, you know what I mean. If 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 you want to you want to be excited to watch a championship and you want more publicity about the championship, um, this can only help and and make it better, make it make it brighter for. For us all to watch it because you know what I mean. I want it more on the TV. I want to see more highlights. I want to see better players playing in it. And the only way for that to happen 
is by raising the profile of how how better um, by raising the profile is having Wayne Rooney, uh, England's highest ever goal scorer, coming in the champ- coming in the championship in, in January. Yeah, and you know what a player is when it, you know one of if not the best English player of all yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, playing in the championship. Can't fault it. I hope, and I hope everyone just say it that way because it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good thing. You're always going to question it. You know what I mean? If, if uh, we just got his first goal against, or he does get them promoted, people are going to ask more questions. But um, you know, what I mean? he's coming here to do his coaching badges. He's coming here to enhance his coaching credentials with Philip Koku, uh, and, and and hopefully one day, I, I presume, to be a manager. And you know, what I mean, he's starting where Frank Lampard uh, left last summer, and uh, and good luck to him. I hope he does really well. Absolutely. Uh, so, thank you for joining me, Andy. Uh, guys, you can find Andy on Twitter uh, at AndyCampbell32. You can find me on Twitter at AceCast underscore Nation and on Facebook, facebook.com slash AceCastNation. Uh, obviously, you can see the video versions of all our shows on youtube.com slash AcePodcastNation or audio at all podcasting platforms. Uh, today's show was brought to you by Away Day Apparels, who is a group of casually obsessed football fans looking to bring something different to the wardrobes of like-minded people. With football, music and weekend carnage high on the agenda, they aim to bring you exclusive products after some initial launch releases. You can find them at awaydayapparel.co.uk. And I, I urge you to get on that because uh, it's run by a lovely, lovely guy lovely group of guys and uh, they've just brought on a top designer to help them further their brand uh, I'll second again that side thank- where two, yeah some lovely fellas are doing that I've, uh, I've I've dealt with them uh, a month a month or so ago and uh, and tried to help them get a bit further so good luck to them doing a great job yeah and I've actually got the owner coming on well I've already recorded it uh, I think it'll be out next week maybe next monday maybe the monday oh. after not sure yet though but uh, that was that was a fun show talking about some uh, the good old days of cardiff and indian park and yeah. all different stuff good stuff uh anything to add mate before we go no all good mate all good looking forward to uh the, well what we got this week we've got um i don't know I don't, well, I don't even know what the cup's called now it was last year's carabao cup is it carabao cup again this year this, this no year? i think it's called something different again and it's, it's uh, well I'll, I'll call it the coca-cola cup then coca-cola cup from years ago uh, yeah this week. it was the best that's, that's when it was his best one it is the yeah, coca-cola little efl cup now it is apparently coca-cola cup that's what it's that, that's what we're going to call it for the rest of the season um Right, nice one for joining me, mate. We'll be uh, and uh, we'll be back next week, guys. Cheers. Podcast Network.